Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Hey everyone, good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Brad Gray. The B-Team. That's right, the B-Squad. It's back. Yeah, absolutely, after a long hiatus. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, maybe there'll be a long hiatus after this point, we'll find out. Most likely, most likely. (laughs) So welcome to the show this morning. We've got a lot of great things planned for you and um, we're, we're excited to have you with us. But before we go any further, we do have Father Kyle Metzger in studio with us, and so we want to have him uh, lead us in a prayer as we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many, many blessings that you have bestowed upon us in our lives, the many blessings that we are aware of, and the countless, countless blessings that remain hidden to our eyes and will be revealed to us only one day when we spend eternity with you in heaven. We thank you for all these gifts. We ask you to continue to pour your blessings upon us for our many needs. Look not upon our sins, but rather upon the faith, the devotion, the piety that we render unto you and increase our faith, increase our hope, increase our love. We pray through the intercession today, a memorial of St. Boniface. Glory be to the Father and to to the Son and to to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. St. Boniface, pray pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Excellent. Thank you so much, Father. So, as I was mentioning, we have a really good show planned. Uh, Just give you a couple ideas uh, of who we have on this morning. We have a kind of a men's roundtable panel. We've got, uh, as you heard, Father Kyle Metzger. We also have Dr. Todd Ferguson. He's the owner of Prairie Naturopathic Doctors in Moorhead. And uh, Brad Gray and myself. Uh, Brad is the Director of Marriage and Family Life at the Diocese of Fargo. So we're going to kind of have a little bit of a roundtable. Do we have a topic? No. We're just going to let the Holy Spirit lead uh, because sometimes I think the best conversations come uh, when you can just open up and let the Holy Spirit lead that discussion. So We'll open it up for the first half hour here and have a discussion. We've also got Father Peter Sharp. He's a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, talking about how we explain to our non-Catholic but baptized friends why they're not allowed to receive the Eucharist. You know, it's it's a it's a difficult topic sometimes mm-hmm. to broach, and so we're we're going to have a, a lengthy discussion about that and and hopefully provide some some help for those who maybe have encountered that situation or will at some point. Then uh, Michael Jennings, he's coming into the church. He actually just entered the church at Pentecost. You know, obviously with all the COVID stuff, Brad, uh, mm-hmm. all of the entrances into the church uh, have were pushed back, and right. so what what a beautiful thing though to be coming into the church at. Yeah, Pentecost. Absolutely. I've been working with the RCIA program at St. Mary's Cathedral here in Fargo for the last 18 years. And so this has been an utterly unique time for us and for all those coming into the church. Yeah, absolutely. So so we'll visit with him about that experience. And then Father Damien Schill, he's a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. He's on loan to the Archdiocese of the military. He has a cookbook trilogy that he is just finishing. And so we're going to talk about his latest book, 
Lord um, of the I Beans? Believe, what's that? Lord of the Beans. Lord <laughs> of the Beans. <laughs> and uh, also, he, he's been helping, uh, he's been chaplain at the VA hospital in Minneapolis and has been working with COVID patients. So we're going to talk about his experience there. So a lot of great things to come. We're glad you're with us. And uh, let's just get right into the, the first segment here. Before we, uh, before we get started, I'd like to give a little birthday shout out to my daughter, Annie Antoinette. Birthday. So it is her 11th birthday today, and I'm so excited for her and so proud of her. She's just a, a beam of joy in our life, and uh, I'm excited to celebrate this great day with her uh, after the, the workday is over. So I just want to say happy birthday, Annie. We're so happy. Happy birthday, you. birthday, Annie. I also want to give a shout out, a birthday shout out. It's my wife's birthday, Tonya. Awesome. So I won't tell you how old she is over the <laughs> Uh, but uh, happy birthday to my wife, Tonya, as well. Thanks happy for birthday. Uh, Fantastic. Well, Father Metzger, um, as we were kind of preparing for this morning, you had had some great ideas that, that would be a good kind of starting launching point for us in our conversation this morning. You want to go into that a little bit? Yeah. You know, I was you know praying this morning in preparation for here, you know, on the radio here with four uh, four guys and, you know, what is kind of maybe a unique thing going on presently with our current state of our church and our culture. And one thing came up is, um, you know, the, the, the prominence of the internal life mm. um, in the spiritual life. Classically, the, the church has kind of divided religious communities in, ter- uh, in terms of like contemplative and active communities. Contemplative ones that are more focused on, on uh, a more rigorous prayer, the internal life. And then you have, um, like, let's say, iconically, the Carmelites. And then you would have more active communities like the missionaries of charity that go out, do works, you know, in hospitals, schools and stuff. But all of us as baptized Catholics are called to have an internal life, a deep, a profound, a robust relationship with the Lord. Obviously, that looks different for um, um, uh, uh, priests and laymen um, than it does in religious communities. But that's your baptismal call mm. is to have a profound relationship with Jesus Christ. And so... In today's context, you know, over these past couple of months, it's very likely uh, that we've had um, a lot more time um, uh, uh, than we've had in previous months, previous years, with, you know, maybe uh, working from home um, uh, or other accommodations due to the coronavirus, that we've had more time. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, is what have you done with that time? Has your prayer life been stagnant? Um, or have you used some of that time? You know, we've all used our time, our extra time in some way. So what has that been? Has it been to the internal life or has it just been, you know, more of distraction, yeah. more of distraction? Um, uh, um, I, I read uh, an article that talks about, uh, you know, many businesses have really hurt financially because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And many have had booming business. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and one of them is like subscription services, Netflix and Hulu and all these sorts of things. And toilet paper. And toilet and paper. paper. <laughs> that uh, like those, those activities of diversion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in that category, to divert us from things have done quite well. Um, but um, have we still, put, have we used our a time for, you know, more rosaries or more uh, prayer um, as men. You know, Father, I was thinking too that in addition to the aspect of time opening up perhaps doors and windows for us in, in encountering the Lord, we're also dealing with in these last several months um, just big life things, right? I mean, you're, you're dealing with a pandemic where there's, you know, in many cases it's a matter of life and death, right? And so those are things that often awaken us to the reality of the next life, of, you know, things bigger than our 
routine day-to-day grind, right? And so that's, that's something, too, that can be um, a catalyst for us in kind of searching and seeking out for the Lord. I'm curious also, as a priest, with the people that you've encountered and, and directed and so on, how many people, what, what percentage of people would you say feel like they have a really good spiritual life, really good internal life? I'm guessing not, it's not real high, right? Very small. Yeah. <laughs> small percentage. Yeah. So for many of us, I'm sure for many of the listeners too, it's like, man, I wish I could do this a little bit better, right? I, I, I wish that I could um, open myself up more to what the Lord is asking, to be more receptive, to be more trusting. Um, all of these things that, that all of us feel like there's a, a yearning for something more than what we currently experience. And I think that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? I, I, yes, I would, I would agree with that. Two, I think one of the challenges with that um, is um, we're, we're all, in many ways, beginners in the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we, we have this impression everybody else is better. Everybody else is doing more. And there's this fear of exposure. You know, if, if people really knew how poor I was at mm-hmm. this or that, like I would be an absolute like embarrassment. And so there's, there's an unwillingness to open up about that. And I think, you know, as men, we're more guilty of that than mm-hmm. perhaps uh, females are. Um, and so there's, there's this, this hiddenness of not asking for help or assistance or ideas or, or, or um, um, things. And so we, we just kind of avoid that mm-hmm. because we don't want to, we don't want to expose our weaknesses. But the reality is, is, is we're kind of all in this together yeah. and we're, we're, we're probably doing better than we, than we um, think that we are. But uh, there's just this fear of like embarrassment of not measuring up even in the spiritual life. Right. You know, there's another aspect I was going to ask you, Dr. Todd, as a naturopathic doctor, um, you kind of have a broadness of perspective in terms of medical health, right? Of physical uh, health, that, that there's a, an emotional and, and spiritual element that all plays into that too, right? In your practice, that's something that you do because there can even be counseling involved in, in the work that you do at Prairie Naturopathic Doctors. How does that feed into what you do there? Yeah, I mean, uh, just as you guys were talking, I was thinking about the, you know, the, there's studies where they look at uh, people that look or come across as really confident you know, we see people that are, are really confident. We think, oh, I wish I was that confident. And when they've actually studied this, a high percentage of those people don't, wouldn't count themselves as confident. Hmm. In other words, they're working really hard to sort of put that out there. And, and um, so I, th- I think the, you know, the mental, emotional struggles of not measuring up, of not feeling adequate, of, you know, questioning our worth and so forth are, are probably much more widespread than we all think. We look at other people and say, oh, he's got it together, she's got it together. Um, but we don't see that internal struggle. And as a doctor, you know, you get to see that internal struggle. And, and, and as a priest, I'm sure in, in the confessional, you see that internal struggle is, is a very common human experience. And for you, it can you can see even how that can manifest physically, right? I mean, those those sorts of struggles aren't just an emotional thing; they can impact our whole being, right? Yeah, yeah, there very much is a, a body mind connection, and you see the the two go hand in hand. As one improves, so goes the other. As one uh, becomes problematic, so goes the other as mm-hmm. well. And and so that's also a source of hope that you know when you're not feeling mentally the greatest, you can do something physically to improve, exercise 
etc., um, brings up the, the mental health and, and vice versa, that spending more time in, in prayer uh, around people who are positive and that you, you know, love and enjoy and so forth, uh, reading a good book, etc., um, can actually not only improve your mental health, but help you become more uh, physically healthy over time as well. If you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by Brad Gray. We're also visiting with Father Kyle Metzger of the Diocese of Fargo and Dr. Todd Ferguson. He's uh, the, one of the owners of Prairie Naturopathic Doctors in Moorhead. And we're just kind of having a roundtable discussion this morning about uh, the internal life, right, and an opportunity over these past few months to grow in our prayer and just dive further into what does that internal life look like in terms of spiritual and, and physical health. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about, um, Father, is is that, you know, we have a, a lot of, you, you mentioned before the show, you know, sports were, uh, were very prevalent, especially baseball during this time. We spent a lot of time uh, watching sports, and now who knows when the baseball season is going to start. Um, and, and, you know, you think about everything that's going on in the, in the world around us right now. We don't have to go into a lot of details, but it, it almost feels like is the Lord is continuing to give us this opportunity to dive deeper in prayer, uh, whether it's coronavirus, whether it's the, the riots and stuff that are happening across the nation. It's like, it, this is a committed time to go to prayer and not fill our lives with things that would distract us from this opportunity. Yeah. If you, I, I love the Old Testament. I teach the Old Testament to, to the freshman uh, students at the Catholic school here. And um, I love the Old Testament because you see with this transparency what the Lord is trying to do with his mm. people that he loves so much, but they resist him so much. And he just goes to such lengths. He's so persistent in order to try to get them. And if you, uh, 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 to get them to love him. And if you maybe apply that, it's like, how, how much do things have to collapse for us to cry out to the Lord? And mm. I think we're seeing he has to be pretty persistent and pretty provocative um, for us. But like you said, for example, like the baseball. Uh, last season, you know, with how hot the Twins were, man, I'm watching like every game. You know, it's like it, it was gluttony. Gluttony for baseball. <laughs> it's just thrilling to watch the Twins. But like... Well, uh, when you feast like once every 10 years, it's, like, it's hard to be temperate, yeah. right? It's been a while, maybe like 20. <laughs> you're, you're making an excuse for my gluttony, Brad, but I really like it. <laughs> Thrilling gluttony. Thrilling. Okay, so, but and at the end of the season, like another priest and I who were watching these games together, we're like, it would be very uncomfortable to add up how many hours we watched mm -hmm. the Twins this season. It would be like scandalous as priests. Uh, and so like this season in the starkest of contrast where the, the season has not happened. Okay. And I heard on the radio this morning, it's scrapped. I think it might be overbranded. I oh, think really? the, the negotiations might be done. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think they're, it, it might be toast. Breaking news. Breaking news. Here on <laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> okay. So, 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 We've had no spring training. We've had no sports. There's nothing on ESPN of, of interest besides marble competitions. I don't know what's going on. But so, so I personally have had way more time uh, in the evenings in particular. What have I done with that? I think there's been some things, even as a priest, I've done better and things that I haven't. I've kind of squandered my time. But I, uh, things that I have done better is in the evenings, there's not a lot going on. Taking a walk and praying the rosary. You know, I live in a neighborhood, 
And so being able to walk and pray the rosary, and then you see people, and you're able to engage in conversations, um, I think that are opportunities where the Lord is opening us up, forcing us to maybe take a different pattern of life that we would normally do, to offer those opportunities of the internal life and community and ways to connect uh, with him that um, would not have been available had the social environment been just like all the others. Are we taking advantage of those opportunities of grace? Right. I, I want to revisit something that, that you said, because uh, I think it's key. You said, you know, you and, you and the brother priest, when you sat back at the end of the season and you added up the hours, you know, it would be uncomfortable to know how much time. Yeah. So we come to these points of, of reflection in our lives, right? And, and it's uncomfortable to think of how much time we, we haven't spent with our family or how much time we've, um, you know, not prayed. So let's go back to that moment of uncomfort. Yeah, and what what did you do with that? What 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 was that feeling like? Because it's one thing to recognize it, but it's another thing to actually do something with that. Yeah, well, the one thing is, you know, I feel like I'm confessing. I'm afraid <laughs> here, it's just us. It's just us. Just us. All right, all right. Nothing goes out of this room. One thing is, like, you have to like. Like, is there a certain, like, reparation, like an apology, like, to the Lord? And, like, baseball, it's kind of like a safe vice, you know? It's mm. like a safe vice, mm-hmm. uh, quote-unquote oxy, oxymoron there. But, um, um, and so it's, like, understandable in a certain sense. But it's like, no, like, that's like the, the, the devil's manipulati- manipulation of a vice to say, well, but it's a, you, there could be worse vices, so let's mm. not worry about this one. Mm. But, like, that time of squandering that time that I could be with the Lord for something that's naturally good, it's neutral. Um, but, like, it, especially as a priest, you know, the Lord is calling me to a higher standard. There's going to be more expected of me. And so, not not taking the time for him um, or disproportionately spending it mm-hmm. on something like that. And so you have to say, Jesus, I'm sorry. Like, you know, this, this spring, this summer, like I have wasted time mm-hmm. um, uh, on, on a way you were calling me into deeper union with you. And so like, I'm sorry next year. Um, I want it to be different. You can still enjoy natural things. You can still enjoy baseball, but um I need to make sure that Jesus, you are still central to, to me, not like, you know, um, a, a sport as fine as it is. Jesus has to be central. And so what did he do? He gave me the coronavirus <laughs> to, to get that straight. <laughs> Father, one of the things that you're, uh, that you're mentioning right now, I think, is one of the most challenging things for me personally in terms of the spiritual life. And it's striking that balance between what are legitimate hobbies, interests, pastimes that I can have, and what is uh, a point where I'm living someone else's life. I'm living vicariously something else, and I'm, I'm failing to live my own life, you know? And, and so this was, this was kind of one of the, um, in a slightly different realm, for me, was one of the challenges that the Lord put to me here uh, a year and a half ago or so. I was, you know, for several years, I was heavily invested in fantasy football, and I loved it, and I, I did very well at it, and I, I spent all kinds of time researching and finding which were the right off-season, uh, right, uh, free agent acquisitions and so on, and what trades could I make, and who might have this sort of player available that needs the kind of player I have, and, and I, I loved the uh, kind of the scheming of it all. And I began to experience in my prayer that the Lord was asking me to be more available. And, um, and so eventually, He kind of called me to step out of that, but I, it's still one of those challenges that, 
that I find of, you know, there is a legitimate uh, expression of the things I love. Uh, but it's, it's so difficult to strike that balance between what is, you know, a proper enjoyment of that versus a sort of gluttonous enjoyment where, where I'm, I'm closing my ears to what the Lord is saying to me constantly because I'm so focused, I'm so laser focused on this hobby, this activity that I enjoy that it kind of trumps everything else. Yeah. Um, so I, I just kind of throw that to you as, as that I think is, at least for me personally, that's one of the difficult balances to strike in the spiritual life and the interior life. And it's a hard question. It, it's, it's a question of the virtue of temperance, right? Mm-hmm. That God gives us natural delights in things that are good. Like that's how he created our human person to delight in these things naturally. But it's a hard question and I'm going to have a very unsatisfying answer because there's not a line, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Everybody mm-hmm. wants that line, um, but, th- but there isn't one. And, that, and that, that line like varies with different people, you know, like, you know, think of alcohol, you know, different, it affects different people differently. And so there's not a hard line that can be drawn universally. And so you got to know your own, your own um, proclivities um, and things like uh, with issues of temperance, like baseball, you don't you probably wouldn't speak of being addicted to baseball, but where is that part where you are not able to say no or mm-hmm. you're or you're you don't even realize that you are dismissing family obligations or spousal obligations or work obligations for this other thing you you've got to you've got to have a mature self understanding to be able to say okay this is starting to get off the tracks yeah i th- i think there's a you know something very healthy in Asking questions because that's how we find answers, right? So you're mm-hmm. you're you're asking the question. If 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 someone's not asking the questions, not discerning, you know, what is the purpose of this? Where's that line? How is it affecting my life or others in my life? That's where, of course, it can it can get off track, and and unfortunately, sometimes it takes something bad to then get us to ask those questions again. But it's just really healthy to periodically be asking those questions because there's a time and place for entertainment and, you know, uh, and that amount or what that looks like is going to vary from person to person. So we have to ask, you know, what is the effect of this? What is the purpose of this? Oh, I, I enjoy this. It adds something positive to my life, but it gets, if it starts getting to that point where, uh, like Father said, to the exclusion of something else that maybe I'm being called to, um, you know, we can, we can certainly uh, run into problems. So we just have to keep asking those questions and, and seeking the wisdom of others and not just sort of living in our own space because it's a lot harder to be mm-hmm. accountable, you know, engaging our friends, our priests, um, others who have wisdom that, you know, here's what's going on. Here's what I'm wondering. What are your thoughts on this? And kind of Pulling in that data and and taking advantage of what we all have to offer and allowing the Lord to work through the variety of people in our life to keep us on track. I'd underscore that, Doctor. You know, especially as men, like when your friends start 
ribbing you or mm-hmm. making jokes about certain things. You know, that, that's how, that's what I tell my seminarians. You know, when, it, when, when all the other seminarians are joking about some aspect of your personality, kind of ribbing you, like, <laughs> you have to take that seriously, yes. okay? And guys are very good about that, of calling each other's out each other's weakness, but in kind of a, a jovial, fraternal yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And so when your friends are joking, oh, well, the twins are on tonight, you know, you're not going to be around. Like, okay, you might need to feed <laughs> that, right? They're, they're sending you a message. Yeah, right? if I could piggyback on top of that, Father, as a married man, um, oftentimes as irritating as it is, God does speak through our wives. Um, and... <laughs> And I mean that very seriously because um, I, this was the, the issue with fantasy football was one that was kind of this simmering sort of marital friction. And I was, I was, you know, from my standpoint, trying to be a good husband, trying to be a good dad, I was trying to do what I could to minimize the impact on my family. So I was getting up early, you know, 5 a.m. to, to kind of check out who's on the, the waiver wire and, and who's there so that I wasn't taking in family time. Uh, but I, you know, I have my my fantasy football podcast going on Saturdays when I was doing my work around the house and that sort of thing. And, I'm, and it was kind of an interesting dynamic in our marriage because I had this kind of internal sense, like you know, <clears throat> Lisa's just being controlling. Like she doesn't like me having interests. And I, I think this is a dynamic that that a lot of people experience. It's like you know, you're trying to squash my legitimate interests, and I'm trying to do what I can to to minimize this, but. Um, as I stopped, and, and kind of what you're saying, Dr. Todd, about actually taking that time to ask to, and to listen to the Lord and say, you know, kind of what are you asking of me? And I think that's an essential daily routine. That's, uh, that's perhaps the key when you speak about a line, right? There's no, you're not going to look it up in the catechism or canon law as far as like what's the right ratio for temperance. But, but being able to have that ongoing routine of that dynamic of asking the Lord, where am I? And, and, and where do you want me to be? What are you asking of me? Um, kind of awakened me to what Lisa had been saying for months, and that I was going to just shut the door, you know, in, in, in her face, because like that's a totally unlegit, illegitimate request to make. Because I have legitimate rights to have interests and hobbies, and so it was. It was just a, a fascinating thing because the Lord God said what what Lisa wasn't able to to me, and it wound up kind of really feeding our marriage. Uh, and so oftentimes that can be part of the, the problem with diversion and distraction, right, is it can close us off to the people who are closest to us, the, to the people who have the greatest claim on our time and our attention. And so it's, it's just, it's such a tricky balance. But I think really the only way that we can navigate that is by having that routine practice of listening to the Lord and asking him, as you said, Dr. Todd, you know, what do you want for me? What do yeah. you want for my spiritual life? And it comes full circle then, right, to, to what we were talking about at the beginning here, the, the internal life, and, and what are you doing with this opportunity? So let's, men are very practical. Let's take it to a practical level, Father. How, how do we, if we don't have much of an internal life, how do we begin? Where, where do we start? Well, the, the whole thing with the internal life is it has to go back to the Lord. You have to like carve out specific time just to spend with him. And if you're like a, a disaster in the spiritual life, you have no idea how to, what do you do? Just start, mm. right? Just start somewhere. Uh, and the Lord, you know, will, will, um, will guide you. But uh, if you, if your if your prayer life, if your relationship with the Lord is, is pretty dismal, pretty non-existent, just start with five minutes, mm-hmm. like just go for it. Um, and, and, um, and I oftentimes tell people, and this is even doubly true for men, 
structure is your friend. Like mm-hmm. we do it with our with our workout routines, with our training routines. If we want to start up a trade or uh, end end a bad habit, we put we sh- we shroud it in structure. And like you do that with your prayer life. So what's your scheduled time of prayer? Where are you going to be? How often is it going to be? If you can shroud it in structure and then stick to that, your the, the the internal life with the Lord is is going to blossom because there's going to be a point. Just think of like you know building muscle, working out. There's going to be a day where you say, "Nah, I'm not sure. I'll take the day off." Mm-hmm. And that's why you have the structure because you <laughs> yeah. know that day will come, <laughs> yeah. and you say, "No, this is what the plan is." And so that happens with your prayer life. There's going to be a day to say, "No, nah, I really don't want to go to the Adoration Chapel today." Um, Okay, that's the day that you go, and you mm-hmm. probably spend more time there because you have to push through that. So start small, start somewhere, and then add a lot of structure. Just about a minute left here, Dr. Todd. Any, any last thoughts? Well, I'd, I'd also say, too, and I agree with everything Father's saying, but on, the, on prayer, you know, if, if you really don't know where to start, um, also just kind of think of it as a conversation. You know, reflect upon your day with God. God, this is going on. I don't know why. What's going on? Blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. just have that kind of regular conversation going on. Um, and uh, also, uh, Peter Kreeft has a, a really good book on the introduction to prayer that can be a good, just simple mm. starting point if you want to really dig deeper into what is prayer. But um, otherwise, just yeah, a conversation, but a structured time to help keep you accountable. Mm. <clears throat> Love it. I um, I think it's ironic that uh, the word, the Latin word for prayer is ora, and yet this should not be an oration. Like, prayer <laughs> is not something where I go and give my uh, pre-prepared dialogue, uh, monologue to the Lord God. It is that conversation that you talked about. Yeah. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being on with yeah, us. Awesome. Uh, Father Metzger and Dr. Ferguson, we, uh, we appreciate it. So, yes. All right. Well, we have a lot more great segments to come. And uh, so stay with us on Real Presence Live. Up next, how you can explain to your non-Catholic but baptized friends why they can't receive the Eucharist. That'll Mm, be an interesting discussion. Yeah. So stay tuned to find out. This and much more is coming up as we continue with Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 